0: Welcome to another episode of Catholic Mindset, where we create Catholic content for Catholics. Today, we have a guest who has been on the show before, so we're welcoming you back. We have Fernando Figueredo. He was here first talking about his research on Apostle Paul in Spain. He wrote a book about that, um, so that was was pretty cool. And now he's back. We're going to talk about uh, his research that he's been doing on Carabandal, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. We're going to talk about her past apparitions and those messages and what does that mean and, and what's happening now and anything else that he wants to share with us. So, Fernando, welcome back on the show. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you so much, Alejandro. I love being with you. I think this is a great uh, format for you to spread the word and Catholic mindset. I think it's great. So thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, thank you. So let's dive right in. What what is Our Lady of Mont Carmel, Carabandal? What's what's tell us? Tell us.
1: Well, you know, so this is one of the least known apparitions of the Virgin Mary. Um, Interestingly, that it's been it happened about fifty, a little bit closer to sixty years ago, Uh, and at the beginning, um, some of the apparitions and some of the things that were taking place, the local bishop wasn't too crazy about um, understanding what was going on. So he sort of put a, a hold on uh, his local diocese, archdiocese, researching the apparitions. And so it's become not that well known. And as I'll explain throughout the presentation, uh, the church and the bishop, they're going to wait for the main miracle. The main miracle has been prophesized. Before they go ahead and give it the stamp of approval. And um, even though there have been thousands of witnesses that saw the many operations over the five-year period, four and a half year period, um, they the church has decided to just hold off and not 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 go full speed and give it the full approval. They do, and s- several popes, the last two popes, Pope uh, Paul Pope uh, Six, John Paul II. And now, Francis, they do approve of the message that came out of Garabandal, but they haven't said, they haven't given full approval to the apparition. So um, that that happens, that that's normal, that the church will wait until such an event takes place uh, where a miracle is, is clear before they give it the full approval. So um, Garabandal takes place actually in a... Um, Small village in the north part of Spain. Uh, the village at the beginning, when when these operations were taking place, only had about three hundred residents, and it's way up north by the Cantabrian Mountains. The what's referred to many times as the uh, Pyrenees of Spain, and it's nestled in between some very large mountains. So, um, very similar place as to where. The Virgin appeared in Fatima. Fatima was a very small town, and she appeared to three uh, shepherds. Here, she appears to four young girls, ages eleven to twelve years old. And and the girls, you know, the, the way the apparitions began, they actually began the first one. The very first one was with the archangel, uh, archangel uh, Michael, who uh, the girls were playing. Outside, just outside the village, and all of a sudden, one of them, Conchita, falls into ecstasy, drops on her knees, looks straight up into the sky, and the other three girls are saying, "What happened? and And within seconds, each one of them also falls into ecstasy, looking straight up, and they're looking at what they refer to as the arch- archangel um, Michael. And Michael first looked at them, and greeted them. And then, just they just kind of stare stare at each other, and and then the the archangel uh, left. The next day, they were again playing, and the archangel appeared to them, and he uh, told them that within a few days they were going to see the Virgin Mary. Now, this happened on um, in June June eighteenth of nineteen sixty one when the archangel first appeared to them. And just two weeks later, on July 2nd, the Virgin Mary did appear to them. And she appeared to them. They they were playing over in an area called Los Pinos, the pines, um, just outside the village. And then she appeared to them um, perched up in one of the uh, branches where they could see it. And again, the same thing happened. They fell into ecstasy. They were looking straight up. and. she, she appeared to them. They started talking. It's interesting because in the many conversations that continue to take place, um, they the girls in their diaries and in some of the things that they publicized, that they were given permission to publicize, um, they referenced her discu- discussions that they had with the Virgin as talking to their mother, as talking to a friend. So they were just having conversations. And she would give them little tidbits of information that were coming up that were going to be prophesized, and she would ask them to make sure that everybody um, would, would learn about them. And sure enough, um, they continued to, to have those operations. And so uh, the virgin mentioned that there would be one major message that she would be revealing in a few months, which she did later in September. Um, And I'm sorry, in October. And so um, they kept having these conversations and the word spread throughout the town and throughout the region, the local region that these girls were having these apparitions. And the families, the priests, the um, local uh, police authorities, they would interview and talk to these girls uh, to see what what it was that they were seeing, because it was obvious when they fell into ecstasy, they would be they would be playing in different parts of my, by themselves. They'd be at home. they would be maybe sometimes even in school. and all of a sudden they would get up and all from different places walk together and end up in the same place. Um, They would fall to their knees, harsh fall on their knees on rocks, because this was an old town. Everything was a rock, a stone uh, path. And and when when they were in ecstasy, they were looking straight up into the sky and um, with their heads way back, and the local people would try to move them, move their heads, and they couldn't. And they would, would, um, when the word started to spread, and the media, some of the reporters would come out and news, TV, et cetera, and they would flash lights in front of their eyes and their eyes would be looking straight up. There would not be, um, there would be nothing, no, no outside stimuli could, could force them to change. Um, some Sometimes people would try to move their heads and their heads were like statues. Um, doctors came in to, to you know, two or three months into this, when they had had several apparitions, and the word was spreading, and more and more people were coming. Um, a couple of the, the local doctor called for another doctor coming from um, uh, from Santander, which this is in the region of Santander, in the north part of Spain, the city of Santander in the region of Santander. And the doctor would put needles, you know, stick needles into the arms. And the girls wouldn't feel it, and in fact, the needles would couldn't go would not go in. It was like pinching a statue. Remember, they, this all started in June eighteenth, uh, nineteen sixty one. So uh, five months later, October eighteenth, nineteen sixty one, the Virgin told them that they, she would be delivering a major message, and so uh, more and more people kept coming um, to, to see them because apparitions were taking place like every other day, two or three days. um, There were two major periods of these apparitions. The first period for about two and a half years between June um, 1961 and January 1963, about 200 apparitions per year. So a total of about 500 apparitions took place with these girls and documented Witnesses witnesses would see them walking, falling. Um, interesting things would happen, um, such as sometimes they would fall on their knees, then be praying, and all, all four of them would be praying together in the, the rosary. Or they they would then be seen speaking each one individually with the Virgin Mary. Um, the uh, people that were trying to investigate them would put. Um, phones to try to, not phone recorders, to try to record what they were saying. And messages were slowly being disseminated of what the girls were saying back and forth with the Virgin Mary. Nobody could hear what the Virgin Mary was saying, but they could hear the comments that the girls were making. And it was obvious that they were having a conversation with someone. And all this time looking straight up with their heads way back. Um, And then, yes, I have a question
0: i have a question i want to do i want to do a couple of vocab checks for those that don't know apparitions i, I know it, it kind of explains itself but can you define apparitions
1: okay so an apparition is where there's a visual encounter between the virgin mary jesus god or some other mm-hmm. the, the, the angels the archangels some saints The apparition is where there's a visual encounter between the individual and the apparition, what's called the apparition. The apparition, again, could be a simply figure. And so these are visual events that take place, okay?
0: And then they're- Go ahead.
1: Well, and I was just going to say, yeah, so the apparition, they're looking, they're seeing something. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is seeing it. But they're seeing the apparition, and they're seeing, in this case, it's the Virgin Mary, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and she's having a conversation with them. And okay. so it's obvious when people are looking at this that this conversation is taking place. So,
0: another got check is ecstasy. I know okay. you've tapped on it, and I know you've tapped okay. on it, but can you wrap it up for us? Fine. And, I, and okay. I know that through through history, there's been many types of states of ecstasy, but if we could.
1: Right. yeah so when when uh, somebody falls into ecstasy they they become disconnected from all surroundings from everything around them, and it becomes obvious that that they are in a state of ecstasy because of that because um their physical being and their visual disconnects from anything around them, and then they are connecting at that point they are connecting with their apparition um and this this has been documented in thousands of cases, you know, throughout history, when these ecstasies take place. So, in their case, when they would, um, there were a number of incidents, many incidents, and let me explain them. Th- take a few minutes to, to talk about them. Mm-hmm. They would fall on their knees, and suddenly they would get up, all of them together, and they, or it, it, whether they were together, all four. Sometimes they were two together. Sometimes they were three. They would start walking backwards and forwards, looking straight up, because the apparition, the Virgin Mary, would lead them, move them around the town. And and the theory behind that is that she was letting all the people, all the witnesses that were there, recognize that something supernatural was taking place. Something supernatural, because they were looking straight up, not seeing where they were going, and they could walk a path full of rocks into walk into the church, come out of the church, walk backwards rapidly um, and and witnesses would document that they seemed like they were walking on air because the um the ground was so uneven that it would people that were following them were falling down and yet they were walking very smoothly from one place to another. Um, so that's one of the what, was what is being called some of the little miracles that have been taking place there. Another one is that one, when they were, um, people started to give them things like uh, groceries for the Virgin Mary to bless them. And they would put them into a box of groceries, wedding rings, things that people wanted the Virgin to bless. And they would put them in a box. The, the girls would pick them up and show them to the Virgin she would bless them, kiss them in some cases. And then the girls individually looking straight up. And you now you have a whole crowd of people all around them, you know, hundreds of people all around them. The girls would get up and start walking, looking straight up to, through the crowd, and find without knowing the individuals, they would find the individual to which the ring, the rosary, the object that was being blessed would belong to. And they would deliver it to that individual. If it was a rosary, when they would deliver it to the individual, they would they would raise it so that the person would kiss it and then leave it with them. Um, there are a number of very document, you know very well documented cases where uh, somebody was struggling with their marriage, and the wife took the wedding ring of the husband. She but the husband didn't know this, but they went to the place, and she put it into the box. And and so after it was blessed, the girl took it. I think it was Mariloli. Yeah, Mariloli took it. By the way, they, they, quick quick check, the four girls, the names. Yeah. Conchita, Mariloli, Marie Cruz, and Jacinta. Okay, Conchita, Mariloli, Marie Cruz, and Jacinta. So Mariloli took the ring, walked through the crowd, found the husband, and put the wedding ring in the guy's in the, in the husband's, um, finger, he had no idea this was taking place and she didn't know who that person was. So these were all things that were taking place. Um, and all of this as the, as the, uh, the theory goes, so that the Virgin could show people that this were all supernatural events taking place so that people would believe. And yet people were wanting a bigger miracle, right? So these were all these little miracles taking place, um, You know, and and it's interesting too, because it's also documented that when they would fall into ecstasy, and they would be kneeling down, or sometimes they would fall backwards, they would be like statues. Um, Grown men would try to lift them up, and they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't move them. That's how heavy they would become. And as as soon as the ecstasy was over, they could be moved. They could be picked up. You know. um, So all these things were taking place while while. um, And while the ecstasies were were happening, and again, the idea, it it is believed, that the Virgin was just sending these messages. Um, And so a lot of research has been done by different individuals about this, but the research, especially in the the first few years, yes. I have a question. You've been
0: making reference to, sorry to cutting you off, but we want to talk about that research. You've been referencing or mentioning this message. Do we know what this message is yet?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get to the message. Okay. In a All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get to the message in a minute. All right. All right. So, um, <laughs> the, um, so uh, you know, so the research at the beginning, you know, and, and, the, and the priests and the local bishop, um, they they had their doubts. So the whole thing was sort of put on um, on hiatus, let's say, until the main miracle would come out. And I'm going to explain the miracle in a minute. Um, but this happened about 60 years ago. And sometimes the Lord works in, in Virgin Mary and with the Lord together, they're working slow, slowly to get, let things develop. And so um, about six years ago, a priest that was doing his doctoral dissertation at the, by the name of Jose Luis Saavedra actually went back way back into the early archives and did an entire research around that and And he was able to conclude from his research that this this really did take place. These were supernatural events that were taking place. And in particular, he focused on the message. so let me let me now tell you about the message. So there were two main messages that were delivered. okay The first message, was only five months after the um the first appearance by the virgin. It, it took place in October on October 18th, 1961. And the girls were told ahead of time that the, this message was going to be delivered. So that, that, that day on October 18th, and they had the date, that the town was packed full of people waiting for the message. So the girls uh, were in their homes and then suddenly they got to call on the Virgin Mary, and they all came running out, uh, fell to their knees in a particular place where they always were falling and getting some of these messages, and this is the message that they received. Um, it, it was a very simple message, and so let me read it. We must make many sacrifices, perform much penance, and visit the blessed sacrament frequently. But first, we must lead good lives. And here's here's the kicker now. If we do not do this, a great chastisement chastisement will befall on us. The cup is already filling up, and we do not. And if we do not change, a very great chastisement chastisement will come upon us. So the word chastisement, um, I think people... Probably understand what that means, but a great punishment is going to fall on us. And so the Virgin is saying, You need to start praying, you need to convert yourself, you need to go, um, um, go to the Blessed Sacrament, you need to do all these things. And, and incredibly, the people that were there and the priests that were sent by the um, Archdiocese, they didn't, they, they sort of rejected, not rejected, but they were disappointed. With this message, they thought it. They thought the message was going to talk about a miracle coming up, a huge something major that was going to be taking place. And the virgin was saying, "You must convert. You must pray. You must. Everyone must lead a good life. um, Otherwise, a great chastisement will take place." Now, remember, these were at the time girls that were 11 and 12 years old, so she couldn't make the message to be delivered that you and I, maybe as, as professionals that have gone to a university, that we would deliver. These were fairly uh, low-level educated girls. They, had, they did go to school and they had an education, but you wouldn't expect them to be delivering a very theological uh, message from the Virgin. But the message was very similar to the message that's delivered in Fatima and even in Medjugorje and in some other places where the apparitions have been taking place. You must pray, pray the rosary, pray for conversions around the world, because otherwise there's going to be a great chastisement. And so that took place in October 1961. As the days continued and through the next um, year, the girls were giving in order to, in order to sort of cement the chastisement. The girls were given in June 1962, so a year after the first apparition, in June 1962, the girls were given a a vision of what this chastisement could be. And the girls, all four girls saw it at the same time. They called it the night of screams. La noche de los gritos, in español. Because what they saw were a lot of people screaming, a lot of a lot of suffering taking place. Hmm. And so they saw this. they talked about it. they they mentioned it in 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 their documentary uh, in the documents that they were given the church. And so that's been documented from back then, but but uh, the church at the time decided to sort of let it you know downplay the whole thing, just keep it in archives. So that was the that was the first message, that was followed by another vision on the girls, La Noche de los Critos, the Night of Screams. Mm. Okay. And then they continued to have apparitions after that. But then slowly the number of apparitions started to go down. Um, the Virgin in one of in one of the apparitions towards the end of 1962, beginning of 1963 um the virgin said that she was very disappointed that her message was not being spread far enough and that not enough was being done uh, in order to 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 help save lives and, and and get people to convert and then in january 1963 the apparitions began to diminish greatly and from mid 1963 through 1965 only two of the girls continued to see the apparitions, Mariloli and Conchita. Conchita, being the oldest at the time and the one that seemed to have the closest relationship with the Virgin Mary, she continued to have those um, connections with the with Virgin and, and the apparitions. So, all, the, all of this leads into the biggest message, the most important message in 1965, June 18th. 1965, um, the Virgin, and I'm going to read this because it, this is this is a very harsh message. It okay? may be one of the reasons why the Church has decided to hold off giving this the full blessing until the miracle takes place. And I'm going to talk about the miracle and, and the and the special events following this. How are we doing for time? We're doing good. Okay. So here's what the second message said. They're very strong. So here, here's the Virgin. Oh, by the way, it wasn't the Virgin. The Virgin was so disappointed she gave this message to the Archangel St. Michael. Because the Archangel St. Michael had been visiting them also back and forth, and they knew it. So the Archangel St. Michael, on behalf of the Virgin Mary, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, said the following. As my message of the 18th of October first one, first message has not been complied with, and has, has not been made known to the world, I am telling you that this is the last one from this operation. Previously, the cup was filling, now it is brimming over. Many cardinals, by the way, remember, this is a translation from Spanish to English, okay? so I'm giving you the English version. She continues, many cardinals, bishops, and priests, Are following the road to perdition and with them they are taking many more souls let me stop there for a second we didn't know this at the time and it wasn't well known at the time but there were a lot of scandals internally taking place in the church at the time Mm -hmm. Uh, issues of abuse issues you know child abuse and a lot of other major issues at the church and so she is And and some of those were being hidden by by cardinals, by bishops. Um, Anyway, so she says many cardinals, bishops, and priests are following the road to perdition, and with them, they are taking many more souls. Ever less importance is being given to the Holy Eucharist. And this is something that's been going on for the last 60 years more and more um, of the uh, turning away from the church by governments, by individuals, even by church people, laity, et cetera. Everless importance is being given to the Holy Eucharist. which should turn the wrath of God away from us by our own efforts? If you ask his forgiveness with a sincere heart, he will pardon you. I, your mother, through the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel, wish to tell you that you should make amends you are, now being, you are now being given the last warnings plural. I love you very much, and I do not want your condemnation. Ask us sincerely, and we shall grant your plea. And she closes by, by saying, reflect on the passion of Jesus. So this was a pretty tough message to deliver. And and the, again, the people were thinking, there were, there were thousands that day, there were thousands of people at the, at the uh, town, uh, the, outside the church, where the message was read. Um, you could barely, I mean, it was just so packed, that people could barely move in. Um, and, and interestingly, there are pictures of Conchita receiving that message. And because it was prophesied that she was going to be receiving that message, um, the local police officer, remember, this was a small town. The local police officer asked for backup to protect her from the crowd. So there were like six or seven police officers there. The church sent people, all of this. And, the, and the, the town was packed when she got the message. And from there, she went to the church and the, the um, and then there she, she wrote the message and read the message to the people there. So that message was pretty harsh. Um, that was in um, June of 1965. She continued to have a couple of more um, operations, but those operations stopped in November of 1965. In in those last few apparitions that she had, the virgin told them, told her that there would be four major events that, that taking place. There would be that the world would go through a period of tribulation. It would be followed by a warning, un aviso, un aviso that the whole world would see. The miracle that I'm making reference about a couple of times, the miracle. And if the miracle and the warning didn't convert people and they continued their evil ways, the chastisement would come. And so um, the four girls have been told earlier about the miracle, but they had very little information. The only one that was given more information was Marilolia first, but then Conchita was given the full content of what the miracle would be. So let, let me get through, let me get into those four events, the tribulation. Okay, I was about uh, to ask. Yeah, the, the tribulation, the warning, the miracle, and the chastisement. Okay, ah. Okay. so the tribulation would be a period of great suffering uh, will take place. In fact, many, if, if you follow Uh, I don't know if you know Father uh, Chris Allar from um, the uh, Marion Center. Um, He he says that we're in a period of tribulation right now. When you think about COVID, some of the things that took place, or the lockdowns, the way the world is changing, uh, even the war in the Ukraine, war breaking up in many parts of the world, the conflicts all the time, he says, he believes, And many believe that we're in the period of tribulation right now. We don't know how long that tribulation will last. We need to continue praying. But that's the tribulation period to tribulation. Um, The Virgin said that it will come when the church um, and the offering of the Holy Eucharist will be at the point, almost at the point of perishing. The church is going to be going through a major trial. So the church going through a major Going to perish in and the church going through a major trial. I don't know if you've been following that. uh, What's going on? A lot of bishops are against bishops. Um, Bishops talking about um, around the world that we need to be very clear that abortion cannot continue the way it is. That Catholics who approve of abortion or turn their face against abortion are not really being good Catholics. And then you have other bishops and cardinals that is saying, no, don't be so harsh, you know, we need to open up our arms, we need to let people uh, into the fold of the church, and there's a lot of strife going on right now in the church because of some of those things that are taking place. Um, Some governments are even codified into law, not only abortions, but euthanasia, other things that go against the teachings of Christ and God. So, and the Virgin Mary said that this trial, by the way, is going to be led by communism. That's what she told the girls back then. They didn't know really what communism was, but she told them this trial is going to be pushed and led by communism. Um, communism has taken different forms in, around the world today. It may not be what we knew um, 20 years ago, but it's still there. And in fact, the, the, the Virgin has said that Russia will have a, Major part in it, so that's the tribulation period. Then comes at at some point, there's going to be a warning un aviso. We know that this warning is going to take place sometime, probably like within the next twenty years. Why do we know this? Because Conchita announced that she that the Virgin Mary would reveal to has revealed to her that she would know the date of the miracle, and she would be having to announce the miracle eight days before the miracle happened. But the warning comes 12 months within within a year of the miracle. So the miracle, Conchita is going to be announced. By the way, Conchita is my age, 71, 72 years old. So, yeah, I know I, know I look younger, but, you know, it, uh, it's, so she, she's my age. Mm. Um, and so she's going to be announcing the miracle and she has announced that within 12 months before el aviso or the warning by the way the warning i, I think is much more like the notice el aviso the notice to the world the warning to the world is going to be taking place okay well this 12
0: months after
1: 12 months before the miracle 12 months so,
0: before the miracle so will come the warning. The warning that she will reveal to
1: us. She will reveal to us the miracle. Okay. Eight days, eight days before the miracle takes place, she's going to tell us about the miracle.
0: Okay. But and we know, we...
1: she said. she has said that the warning is going to come within 12 months before the miracle to let people prepare themselves mentally, spiritually for the miracle. Okay. To get them all to convert. What, what she has said is that this um, warning is going to let people see their state, the state of their heart, their state um, of their spiritual being with God. Hmm. And so people will see their sins. They're going to see um, what they need to do to convert. This is what the warning will tell them. And everybody's going to see it. It's gonna be at the same point, the same time, all around the world. If you're sleeping, it will come to your mind while you're sleeping. If you're awake, the whole, apparently the whole world is gonna stop for about 15, 20 minutes. It's a very short duration of time, but everybody will see it. Everybody is going to see it and understand what their state, the state of their um, soul is at that point. Okay. The warning. And then comes the miracle. And so the miracle, Conchita has seen the miracle, and she, she has said that it's going to be the greatest miracle that Jesus has performed. Now, if you think about Jesus resurrecting from the dead uh-huh. as something that we believe in, a huge miracle, and some of the miracles that he performed while he was alive and for Conchita to say this is going to be the greatest miracle that Jesus has uh, performed. Now she didn't she didn't publicize this. She said this to the local priest, and she said this to a couple, to their mother, to her mother, and a couple of other people, who then documented in the church archives what Conchita had said that this is. And now that's that's been that's come out. And she said it would be the greatest miracle. Uh, In this, she said, as a result of this miracle, people are going to be so impacted that millions of people that were not Catholic, not even Christians, would convert to Christianity. Even Russia, she said, even Russia would convert back to Christianity. Remember, Russia used to be a very Christian country into the 1800s when when the Tsars were, you know, the revolution the Marcia Revolution took place, and they went through the Tsar, and then they became agnostic, etc. cetera. Um, well, atheist, actually. And so Russia would convert back to Christianity. Now, she also said that many people would not accept the, um, the miracle, that they would push it away, that, that uh, the media being in control. This is her saying this back 60 years ago. That um, reports would be to get people to not believe in what they saw, that not believe in the miracle. And when we look today at the way that our, our media is controlling a lot of the message, manipulating a lot of our message, regardless of the politics that you may believe in, I think we can all understand this is something that I teach, that the um, you know at, at the university that the uh, media can control the messaging that the public sees uh, control, manipulate public opinion based on message. Okay, now that takes us to the end, to the chastisement. What she has said is that if you don't, um, if people don't convert, if the evil ways continue, and if the evil forces continue, then a great chastisement would come upon the world. And that's a very similar message to the message that we got from Fatima. And you know, Fatima actually was more about praying and conversion, not so much about the chastisement, but it, it, she did make reference the Virgin about great punishment if people didn't convert. Then we have Garamandala in the 1960s saying the same thing: The chastisement uh, would come if people don't convert. And now, in Mejigori, Mejigorji. Uh, we we uh, we know that very similar message is being given, as well as another Marian apparitions. There are other Marian apparitions that are popping up all over the world, and and in, in in Latin America, a couple of places, in Africa, in Japan, in Europe, and the same message is, keeps coming up. It's it's sort of like a crescendo of messaging that people need to convert, and so. This, this is Karavandal in, uh, in a very brief summary. I, I mean, I do encourage people to start reading more about Garavandal. You know, the, the, the events that took place when these girls were getting their, um, having their apparitions directly with the Virgin Mary and with the Arcan- Archangel Michael. Um, these, these events, now that more and more research has been done, and taking place, they were supernatural events. I mean, there's no doubt that some of the things that were taking place, the way the girls could take a ring and not knowing who the person was in the, in the crowd and go right into the crowd, looking straight up, not even, because you could say, well, maybe it was kind of fakish. That and maybe they knew the person. But this, that person was in, immersed in the middle of the crowd, and they were looking up with a falling that would walk, walk back and put the ring in that person's finger. I mean, if that is not a sign that somebody was leading her, and and we know that the Virgin was leading uh, Mariloli in that case, Conchita and others, she was leading them to that person where they were looking straight up. And so all these supernatural events were taking place so that the Virgin could show people back then that this was for real. And yet, you know, many people back, you know, many people did believe. I mean, there are thousands and thousands, maybe maybe millions of people, uh, some in Spain, some in different parts of the world, that have become very familiar with Garabandal, me being one. I only became familiar with Garabandal after I started my research on Paul in Spain, and I became aware that this happened in Spain. So many people are now understanding this message. And so, in conclusion, to sort of close it out, because I think we're probably running out of time. The, uh, okay. In conclusion, we have uh, that there will be a period of tribulation. Some believe that that period of tribulation has started. Some of the things that are taking place in the, around the world. We will then, at some point, get a warning, un aviso, uh, where we will see our internal soul, the sins that we committed, and the things we need to do. Yes.
0: Is the aviso that? The, 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 the warning that we get is the the revealing of our, of, of our
1: state? Yes, of okay. our state. The, abiso, the revealing of the our state in, in okay. our heart, our condition, um, spiritual condition with Christ, and what we need to do to continue to be in grace with God. So we're going to be giving this abiso. Um Then within 12 months,
0: uh-huh. the miracle. That so, she will reveal to us eight days
1: before. Eight days before. Okay. Eight days before. Yeah. So eight days before. And the miracle is going to be seen by everybody around the world. If you are in, in, um, in Garabandal, you're going to see it in person. But it's going to be something that everybody will see around the world. Um, some folks are saying that it will also be seen in Mejigori, okay, That it will be seen in Fatima. That it will be seen wherever the Virgin has appeared. That'll be a miracle. And if after that, we don't know how long after that, but if after that, the world continues its evil way and um, more and more punishments on people, more control of people, and uh, etc., and not frame back to God that the chastisement will follow. And then after the chastisement, what the virgin has said, there will be a period of peace. There will be many martyrs, because be good people are going to pass away during the chastisement. But those that remain will be people of God, people that have been in good stay with God. So if you confess your sins, if you're in a good state of grace, you will make it through, you know, and, uh, and then there will be a period of peace. Some people believe it will be according to biblical um, scriptures, that it will be about a thousand years. And then after that, you know, who knows, but you know, we'll be in a state of grace with God. So this is all about Garabandal. Um, It's amazing when you look at the whole history that it really does look like it was all legitimate, that it really did take place, where natural events took place. And it seems like the prophecies are moving in that direction. Our life, our world, is moving in the direction of the prophecies. So,
0: lots, lots there to unpack. Very interesting. Very interesting about this, La uh, Garabandal and, and Our Lady, you know, from Mount Carmel. And I, this, is, this is a very, very opening, very educational.
1: And Alejandro, and there is a movie. You can actually Not, see it online. Yes. You know, um, and in Spanish, in Spanish, Carabandal, solo Dios sabe. In English, Carabandal, only God knows. Right, because we're still waiting for some of the prophecies, but you can see the movie. It was pretty well, pretty well done. And you can you can get it online um, on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. It was made put, two years, two, three years ago. We'll put the link. We'll put
0: the link in the show notes.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Fernando, this has been great. Thank you again for coming back on the show and sharing with us your recent research. And I think you're putting in the time. You know, because I know that that's a lot of people struggle with that. They want to learn more, earn their faith, and, and they either can't find the time or they don't put the time or, or they're doing other things with their lives, you know. But yeah. I thank you for putting in the time and doing some research and coming on the show and sharing it with us.
1: It was great. I really appreciate giving me the opportunity and thank you for doing it.